see the stage, you see the light, and you see the people on the side and the people voguing. That's exactly and how we, we, we really felt like it. the shock yeah. of energy. Like as soon as we walked in the room, hearing the crowd and the music, it felt like it was something coming over us because we're entrance to queer space mm -hmm. with all these free people. Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai, a life and culture podcast diving into the mindset and the business of being a creative. I am your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry all while sipping and spilling some hot garam chai. Now if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible or wherever you are streaming this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast, comment and share it on your stories and social and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall as I always say, it just shares the love. Also, if you haven't done so already, you can now become a patron aka a supporter of Chai with Rai by signing up on Patreon for £5 or as I love saying it in this accent, $5.50. Now after taking a break from the long form episodes and doing a creative series, which if you haven't checked that out, we did five episodes on being a creative. So that was like mindset of being a creative, the core of being a creative, what success looks like and feels like as a creative. And also last week we celebrated three years of Chai with Rai, which I am still overwhelmed by the messages of people, grateful for the support and so many wonderful things that we have achieved as a community that I have achieved on Chai with Rai, the growth and just so many wonderful things. I am back. I am back with deep, meaningful chatters with guests with banter so many wonderful things and we have got a great lineup of guests so we're gonna dive into this yes by the way if you're listening to this yes i'm on the inside of a cold everybody's coughing i feel like it's the change in weather and now i just want to get rid of like that sandy dry feeling in the back of my throat that's not a reference to cardi b that just means like i just want to get rid of that because it means i'm ill and it makes food like swallowing food just really really weird if you know what i mean by that so yeah i'm looking to get rid of that but without further ado we're gonna get into today's episode so let's warm up our cuppers let's dive into part one of part two part two is dropping next week ps with muz and alia from the iconic house of milan that is milan uk welsh ballroom community and asian persuasion so in five seconds list three things you must do before going to sleep go um, smoke a joint, um, drink brush your teeth, and take out my ah! That's <laughs> the last one. What was the last one? Take out my extensions. <laughs> are there extensions? I see such a guy. She's like, don't tell anyone. You know, that was going to be one of my questions. I was going to be like, I've seen you blonde slash brunette, and I now see you red. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm always changing colors. Wait, so how long is your natural hair? Nearly by the titty. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to grow it more? Like, do you want to get a perm? Yeah, so yeah I'm trying to grow it out. That's why I'm like wearing wigs and everything. So whenever I bow, my hair's my hair extensions are ripping me out. So I'm like, okay, I need to be wearing wigs so that all the hair's moving together and it's not ripping on my real hair. You know, we we we're gonna talk hair because I'm really fascinated. Whenever I've done like dance videos of being in ballroom, like when you sweat and we sweat, like how you can use as much glue as you want but that shit can come off so i'm really fascinated to know what you do 
to make it like stay. The tricks and trades, darling, yeah. of a femme queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you the next question. Hold on, two seconds. All right, this is a game that I love playing with people. It's called Apocalypse. So it's basically to do with the skill sets that you have. So imagine, because I've been recently watching Resident Evil, imagine the world is ending, okay? And like zombies are taking over the world, okay? What current three things do you have, skill sets do you have, that you're going to be able to survive in this apocalypse or be able to save humanity. So for example, I'd be like, I'm a great cook. I'm a great fighter and I can run like there's no tomorrow. So what would yours be in three, two, one, go? I'm kind, I'm fish and um, I can tell everyone how to be <laughs> Wait, you can do what? You can tell everyone how to be kind of fish when all the zombies are here. You know what I mean? Because everyone still wants to be themselves. Because everyone's still kind. To translate, that means I can tell you how to look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go to a zombie and be like, no. Just no, no. Uh, no. Yeah. Brush those extensions, girl. They haven't been brushing you. They're mad at it. <laughs> we need to get your face mask. What is going on with this skin? Big show. <laughs> right. I'd like yeah. to see this film. <laughs> All right, quickly, in five seconds, list three things that really irritate you about people in general. Small walkers, uh, small talk, and weather. All right, list three ways of saying I need to poo without saying I need to poo. Go. Uh, and I need to go. <laughs> 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 all right and this is your last question you're creating a profile all right on shadi.com or indian matchmaking or tinder or bumble whichever one it is so let's say shadi.com you're on shadi.com list three things you would put on your shadi.com profile go i'm chi i'm fish and i can still yeah. <laughs> you say you could steal their ex no, I can tell you. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, you guys. The sound is still not great. So you might have to just come a little bit closer or speak out loud. But it's fine. We'll continue. We'll continue. Moose, it's your turn. Are you ready? All right, this is your trial round. In five seconds, list three things you do as soon as you wake up. Brush my teeth, have a cigarette, a coffee. In that order? Realistically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After, but I, I mean, I don't. You don't take a shit as soon as you, like, literally... No, my I usually go like an hour later. <laughs> an hour? Coffee first. Teeth should be opened up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is now your actual thing. It's apocalypse. All right. What current three skill sets do you have where you'll be able to survive the apocalypse or save humanity? Go. Uh, I'm a good cook. Um, I, I, I'm a good organizer. Uh, you're dead. <laughs> Because all you can do is, like, I'm literally not... do cooking. No, my biggest thing is, I know where I'm going if it's an apocalypse. I'd be fine. I'd be safe. Where, where are you going? <laughs> we have this place down by Cardiff Bay where Tail lives. And yeah. it's a South, um, South Energy kind of, like, apartment complex. And they have, like, it's really secluded. And it has gating. So I was like, the community, apocalypse comes, let's go. It's got its own water, own energy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool list three ways of saying i need to fart without saying i need to fart oh do excuse me oh was that you yeah do you fart and admit or you don't fart and admit i mean i'm quite open about it i, I burp and fart like <laughs> no tomorrow and she'd be looking at me like what <laughs> who's who's tati smells mostest i mean <laughs> <laughs> all right cool <laughs> 
Oh, so. <laughs> Since your name is Muz, okay, you're not on Shadi.com, you're on Muzmatch. Yeah. <laughs> you're on Muzmatch. What three things are you putting down on Muzmatch for people to swipe? Well, I don't know how it works, but sure, let's say that. Good vibes, a little bit crazy, 3D. 3D? 2D. 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 I thought you said 3D, all dimensions. <laughs> all dimensions, all the cooking, everything. Ilaki <laughs> <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the games. Now you can breathe. Oh, wait, no, I didn't do what three things that irritate you. Go. Um, smell, hygiene, and, um, you know. Uh, wait, just smell and hygiene? Yeah. I don't like stinky people. You shouldn't come to London then and be on the tube right now because it is fucked up. I, I don't understand why people can't just like. Maybe it's not even that, it's called a wipe. You wipe and deodorant. It's like, you gotta do it at least three times a day when it's sweaty like this. Yeah, but do you know what it is? Like, I I don't know if you guys feel like this, like when you're in rehearsal spaces, like dance spaces and shit like that, like I'm okay, smell as like as fucked up as you want to. But when we get to like public spaces, I don't know, I can't handle it. I feel like I have a mist spray, so everywhere I go, my aroma's there. Yeah, but mist space doesn't, like, it smells nothing, no? No, I mean, when you have, like, an ombre level, like, or not, then you have, like... Okay, okay. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk here. Um, What trick are you giving the girls, Alia? Go for it. When I put in my extensions, obviously, I think it's, like, a TikTok thing, but I've been doing it way before TikTok. Um, you like braid the back of your real hair so that part of your real hair is up and then like all down here is like the extension and then the tops my real hair you know what i mean so my real hair is in a hair mask right now and my extensions are clipped on top of that so that i'm having a hair mask while i'm looking for y'all don't tell y'all know vartika amla oil nothing like that i've been on it like i've been on my hair oil journey and like i've used everything from rosemary to vartika but i think the best for me personally is this brand called um what's it called the syrup brand it's like the syrup brand and do hair syrups and it's like it just smells so good as well you know what i mean so when i do take off my wig it doesn't smell like ugh. it smells nice see what i mean so um, i'm liking it too so yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um Moose, what's the secret to having a healthy beard and also i've only seen your hair like maybe three times in my entire life so why is it that you don't like showing your hair and what is this thing with the hat that you have well, the, my, my trick was never doubt a hat, darling. Wear it. If you never doubt it, just fucking wear it. Because look, you'll have a collection like me then. I have so many of these, um, I don't even know what it's called, a skater hat, I think it is. <laughs> Hipster hat, something like that. Oh, like whatever it is. Like a toppy. I like a toppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it goes back to well. I do have a mother. Yeah, you do. You're growing it. Are you going to grow it more or you're just going to... I'm. My goal is to live with a good permanently. So as soon as she gets to my ass, yeah, that's it. Annie is going to probably hopefully permanently do a good thing. Mean, she does already with like extension hair. But yeah. I want it to like, you know, be bald up here. But I got that good. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice little paranda and then just be like... I'm not going to lie. It's... um. I do um a lot of um beard conditioning with um Barbershop as a brand. And their oils... Um, I mix them with a lot of fragrances. So, like, I uh, my fragrances are very oil-based. So, they're not, like, they haven't got alcohol or anything in it. So, I mix it with this. So, sure. I don't know why. It just makes it, like, very nice and, like, gloomy. And, like, even though it's long, it's not prickly. It's soft. So, like, I would recommend this. This one. 
I, I have no clue. This has turned, this is no longer serious. We're going to talk about like queerness and shit like that. We're just talking about like this shit. Let's just go on TikTok <laughs> live right fuck. now. Fucking fuck this shit up. I, I remember when I was a kid, it was just like Dettol soap or shit like that and Nivea cream. And now you got to use like fucking hyaluronic acid and shit like that. And now I'm just like, <laughs> how long does it take for you to get ready, Alia? How long does it take for you? For, for, wait, 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 for ballroom. For, for grand prize. Ooh. Okay. When I'm getting ready for a ball, normally we leave Cardiff around 7 a.m. in the morning, right? And I will wake up, I kid you not, at like 3 a.m. in the morning, have a shower, and I will, will be continuing the details up until we get to London on the bus and we arrive at like 12. But I mainly finish my mug when we get on the bus and then I'm clipping on my extensions when I'm on the bus. You know what I mean? So, so altogether it would take like, I would say like four hours, four hours. But for every day, it's like two hours. Probably even less. Out the house in an hour, though, you know, shit, because I was late. So. Me, I mean, it depends. It varies. Like for a ball, um, obviously I'm starting like four months before because I need to do the outfit for me because I'm a runway girl. So it's not really about the booty. It's yeah. about my So I have to start like at least three months. But I usually leave it a month before because that's like ADHD right now. And um, I'm finding my ways. So a month before I get the outfit sorted. The night before is get the accessories. Like my biggest thing is I usually get a base done. And then the night before is when I have fun with like the hat, the um, couplings, the face mask, or I get into like that creativity of like what character I'm going with. So yeah, mine's usually the night before is like getting that preparation. And then on the day, I've got this one trick now. I had, I, I had someone like a faculty of mine who told me this and it works for me. Now my biggest preparation is literally an hour before a ball, I'll eat a whole bar of chocolate so I feel happy. What, like a dark chocolate or like a... Yeah, there's a, a lot of... Um, I've been doing raspberry dark chocolate from Co-op or um, Sainsbury's. They do... Um, a lot everywhere does it. Um, dairy milk, marvellous creations. The best. <laughs> how, long you, how long have y'all been now in the ballroom scene for? Like five years? Four years? Oh, um, like two years. We're still babies. Yeah. Two years. So in the two years best ball that you guys have been to and then not the worst ball but like something that you were like oh this shit is gonna be it but you got there and everything fucked like your costume your makeup i don't know you got on the runway somebody dragged you for filth you thought you were gonna walk but it was a chap baby who gonna drag us firstly (laughs) no my worst one was actually quite recent it was uh my it's actually my birthday it's the day of my birthday. The worst. So basically, I went to the, uh, what was it, the theatre ball. And mind you, they asked for, in this category, they asked for a, what Oscar-winning lady, like something you'd wear to the Oscars. So me, in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to go like Gora. I'm not going to go like, you know, in a basic dress. I'm going to go Asian. So I went for Asian, but a little sexy. I altered the dress. I spent like, like my whole night's like sewing that bitch like doing a slit in the dress and like lowering the cleavage doing the scarf standing it i made the scarf super 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 long like it was like eight feet long and when i walked just before i was about to walk my bangle broke i was trying to fix my bangle and my nails came off and i was like oh fuck the shit because if i haven't got my nails on i'm not like feeling myself and I went onto the runway rush. They played my music three times. I had a go. They had a go at me. And, and when I went in, my tooth and on the mic, don't make me wait. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna close the category and I'm doing it. Then we're gonna Stop close my I'm strapping on my heel and I'm like literally walking out at the same time, putting on my scarf, and I'm like, fuck, it's not going right. And I didn't, every time before I walk a ball, I like to have my last look before I go on. Like, okay, I look good. Like, mentally, like, check myself. But I didn't have that moment. I was rushed. And as soon as I got onto the runway, I was like, bitch, I'm here. And I got through my tens, but I went into battles against this basic girl and it's in a shape. And I was like, I'm in this finery and like this girl's in like, a, a neck dress, you know what I mean? And I think it was like in my mind, whenever I brought my culture, it was too much for the judges because they've never seen Asian culture like that presented to them before. Oh, they so, didn't see it for you. They didn't see it for me. So, so context, you have to describe it. It's a red bridal gown that she kind of got the bustier, made it kind of like a cropped kind of bralette and yeah. then out. <laughs> and with her scarf with her um this um amazing like um the skirt of the lenga um so it was quite um like regal in that perspective yeah but i think um what you were trying to say in that perspective is like judges we when we get chopped in that perspective or they don't see it for you we feel that they don't see our culture if that makes sense yeah but it was a fact that it was asking for oscar award-winning girl not bollywood starlet you know what i mean so i need to go and yeah and now i understand i understand that like i literally have to pull out shit from my closet that i wear every day because realness is what you you walk out your house step out your house wearing you know it's real you know so i understand that now and for me my best ball though was the first ball we ever went to which is the which one was it the rodan no the magenta's ball oh yeah even though i got chopped in that ball and even though i got chopped in that ball i walked runway for some reason i don't know why i did in a bikini Don't search it up. But, um, <laughs> even though I got chopped, it was just like the best ball because everyone from the scene was there and everyone was like having fun. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like a scene like from Pose. Like I did, yeah. I remember episode one when um, Electra goes in and you see the stage, you see the light, and you see the people on the side and the people voguing. That's exactly I how really, we, we really felt yeah, like the shock yeah. of energy. Like as soon as we walked in the room, hearing the crowd and the music, it felt like it was something coming over us because we're entrance to queer space mm. with all these free people. And yeah, it just changed us. All right, most go. Yeah. My good one, I'm going to be honest, is the uh, Clash of Titan one. Uh, that was in Athens last year in November, I think. Oh, um, I have I- a question about that. I am pissed at that because of the videos that I want. I'm so sorry to watch you this, but this was going to be a question, which is, you know, sometimes when you have such a fucking good outfit, the places that these balls are held at are like school halls or shit like that, where there's not good lighting, nothing like that. And I'm just like, there's no justice to the intricacies and the details of your outfit. And I am pissed at shit like that. Like, I, oh my God. Like for me, it was my good ball because um, yeah, I don't know, it made me realize the game that I'm in is because sometimes it's a game that you got to play and I'm a good contender. Um, I, I felt like I was a small fish in a bigger pond there and seeing all that kind of like finery um, like London, like don't get me wrong, everyone's really fab. Like they have ballroom is ballroom. But then when we were in like Athens, because I've been to like Rotterdam and a few other scenes, like seeing that Athens vibe and how the whole world came to walk that ball, it was so fabulous for me. So I got to meet like a lot of my idols. I even had like a little one-on-one like runway class thing in the break with my um, my idol Kitty Smiles, and I was like, okay, let's go about that. Um, so yeah, that was my big- biggest ball. Even though I didn't win, I I think I did good. But for me, I think my runway journey is something where I'm working on my nerves. Like in the videos, I know like everyone's like, you're really fab, but 
bitch, as the moment I got on that runway, you could see me speeding the fuck up, and it was like, okay, oh, so like in that perspective, I took um, that as back, and I think it's one of my best roles because no shade, like even you, like our yeah. whole clan that went there from Wales, we executed so well to like a point that it allowed us to elevate, if that makes sense, when we came back and passing that knowledge on to our newbies and all that kind of stuff. That has been so beautiful because now seeing that resonating, so that's why I would say that Clash and Tavern. Lola, thank you so much for that ball. Oh, thank you, Lola. <laughs> my worst ball, I'm not going to lie, it was very recent. It was literally like the day before my birthday. The power ball. What is it on birthday? Like, I think y'all shouldn't do balls around your birthday. So like let a week go, that's it. Yeah, I think, no, but funny enough, last year at the ball, we both went. Yeah. And my, my, on the, on my your birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. We walked a ball last year and we both won our second grand prizes in um, Bristol. So like it was a good... Um, like birthdays is okay, but this year, the Powerball girl, I did this thing where the category was calling for hippie Allen Ginsberg's 1965 um, flower power. Like you have to bring it in that kind of inspired flower gown. So I got this like Lenga from Islamic Relief and got this designer, uh, deconstructed it and then constructed it into like this fabulous um, hippie inspired look. And my biggest take on that was uh, the protest was when Beatles did this back in what the 60s or 70s or something, when they came back and they inappropriated the culture of where the Sharanis and like the, the, I don't know, the scummies with like whatnot. I just wanted to say um, my nod to the culture of if it's going to be done, this is how it should be done. And yeah, I got chopped. I got chopped within three seconds. And I know why I got chopped was because of obviously my nerves again. And I did this hop because I'm, for some reason, I think I'm a bunny rabbit um, in <laughs> runway. <laughs> so I got chopped for that but at the time I thought I got chopped because they didn't see my outfit because when you look at the video if you look at all the other contenders like these legends and whatnot they all had like floral like actual like they came from the florist and then my thing was very it was quite intricate it was quite regal no shade but I was so disappointed I was so vexed that I may have had a little fit in regards of um, having a go at people because I was annoyed with the outcome and yeah that was the total worst ball for me <laughs> I've learned from that now and I'm just like okay I can't wait to the next ball because now she's learning this is my thing with balls and like having been in like a very <clears throat> muslin size of ballroom I don't think I could handle the highs and the lows of it I don't know how y'all do it like because the competitiveness is like one thing right and then you need to be friends the next and it's I think like being in that space there's nothing like belonging in that space because it's so supportive and it's so like, a f like I, I can't describe the feeling because I'm not in it and I I see the I don't know if appeals the right word but I see the substance of it. But then also there's this aspect of it, which is like sometimes really negative that I'm just like, I don't know how y'all deal with the, the highs and the lows all the time. Negative. Do you know what we see it as? It's like, I think one thing about our community that we've been taught in our scene here that what we've done is like, is respect the culture in a way that if we, when we present ourselves in front of these people, like obviously we're getting out, we're standing, standing in front of them to judge us, right? Um, I think with our, like what Ali's journey and my journey as Asian persuasion, let's say, I think we've had this complex of thinking that they don't see the Asian representation we're trying to provide. Mm -hmm. And we thought we were in a vendetta with that in, in the beginning. 
but now that standing like obviously born for what it is and now having like our bloodline we have um a lot of icons like i speak to my icon she's not my mother but she's my runway mentor i like to say to one and how he's been able to pass the knowledge on to us it, it thrives us to go back so like when you have these up and lows it kind of just fuels us to a point that what made us feel down was the completely wrong thing when they advise us it makes us realize that it's actual more like a, a feedback rather than because one thing about a ball if you get chopped or you they don't see it for you maybe they say to you come back next time but bring it better and better and that motivation and that drive i don't know how to explain it for someone like me to be in that let's say it's very competitive right and the love is there if you've got any beef or anything bring it on the runway that whole element if i got like now i did powerball i know it was the worst thing for me but that was because I identified where I did wrong and I was in my movement. So that's what I have to take as a feedback now. And now I can't wait until I walk next because I'm going to showcase to them that what I did wrong last time and what I'm doing now, you best keep it the fuck up because realistically, I should be elevating myself by then. So one thing about ballroom taught us is if you take it as a punch in the face, but bitch, come back next time because it won't be a punch. You're punching them back in the face. I know that's a very harsh analogy, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's just very, I don't know. It motivates me in a certain way where like when I do have these loans, it's more the fact when I speak to my leaders and whatnot, they end up motivating me to a point where I want to upscale my art. I want to upscale my confidence and like what I want to do for my lifestyles and all that kind of stuff. And that all implements in our life from some sort of way. Can I ask a question just for my personal sake? And I think like, then I'll be able to put it to rest. And I don't know if you've said it because I don't know if I feel like I've I've got an acknowledgement of that answer. Do y'all feel like, you know how we talked about the game of and being contenders and stuff like that. Do you feel like in the game of this community, there is a balanced version of being brown and being in the scene that y'all have gotten an acknowledgement of balancing so you are able to present that and play the game or just be in the space? If that is a right question to ask. No, I do get it. I do get it. I think for me, how I said in the beginning, I think it's the first thing you were saying is like being in the space. That's what I thought I was feeling. But now I feel like it's more the fact that we're respected. We've been given the spot to represent our ourselves in the way. Do you know what I mean? whether it's through like our culture, but that's what I think. What do you think? I don't know. I kind of feel like, to my knowledge, I don't know any South Asian or in the UK that have come before us. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a lot. There's not a lot. So for us, it is kind of like we have to just learn how to play it to our strengths because we know that we have so much culture and everything behind us and we obviously want to like showcase that, but it's just doing it in a way where it is um it can be understood by ballroom today yeah and by the judges who come from all over the world some judges they'll be will walk up a, a, a ball and some judges they'll be like from the boomer generation or they'll be like really new and really young and, and so many different uh minds are looking at one reference picture sometimes and they have to say whether or not that girl looks good over that girl. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. It depends what they're exposed to us. Yeah, I think it's, it's like the waves of ballroom and all the all the all shit comes down to the panels and who they put on the panels. You know what I mean? Do y'all feel like the underdogs at some points or like boxed as, oh, it's from this, like, 
y'all from House of Milan or y'all from Welsh Forum community or y'all are y'all are going to bring this sort of thing. Does that ever feel? Because I feel like that sometimes as a performer. I mean, but we feel that here. Like, we feel that definitely here. And hence why we have the difference between Welsh Forum community, the House of Milan, and now with what we're trying to do, um, Asian Persuasion. That's something here. Up in, up in London, I think it's more the fact that we're starting to, I think especially Alia and like myself, we're starting to get re- recognised for, as part of the Welsh Forum community, but also uh, us as like our individuals. Like, yeah. like I get a lot of people now saying like, we were saying the represent- rep- representation of like Asian attire, like me, like how I want to represent that and showcase to balls and judges and all that kind of stuff. That's getting recognised now. And I always get like told, like, keep going because that's what's inspiring to them, what they take from that. And like, you know, like you were saying with the high and low, sometimes you just need to remind yourself or you get consulted by people that are saying like, oh, you just continue doing what you're doing because they see it for you. Just mm. because uh, um, they didn't see it that ball, you still got to bring it. it. That's my biggest thing. Like now, ballroom is very, it's a very loving place, but. I'm going to be honest, for me, I, you have to strategize. It's like that saying, you know, love all, but trust a few. So, but you don't do anyone harm. Like, you know what I mean? Do everyone good. It's that kind of like saying. So in that perspective, I think the ballroom for us is everyone has provided us so much love at the moment. Even though as harsh as it is, we take it as, we keep on going back because we want that. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's the fuel for me. For you, I think as a Sem queen that we, as a trans woman, I think that's your world, right? Yeah, like that's the world that liberates trans women and everything. And I kind of feel like, I don't know who said this to you, but it's kind of like, you know, how trans women in everyday mainstream society were kind of the bottom of the barrel. It's kind of switched the other way around of like uh, trans women are put on a pedestal and they're given the flowers. And I remember we went to a ball in Athens, and as soon as I walked in, the uh, commentator was like, Is there any fan queens in the audience that would like to come and sit front row? And the way that they like, cared for trans women and also like uh, the queer non-binaries and it's just so beautiful something that i've never seen anywhere else you know in queer spaces especially because most queer spaces are you know shaped to run by white cis gaming you know and it's like yeah it's fuck them if there's one thing that i'm over it's white cis gay men Oh my god, god, no. Why do they think they're the hottest shit in the world? They have no substance to offer other than their washboard abs, no <laughs> lips, because when you kiss them, it's like what? lips. And what makes you feel like you're the gods, I don't know, whatever, of this planet? Yeah, it likes to say that they started the gay, gay rights movement and shit for no one. <laughs> I'm, I think like that's one of my annoyances these days. I'm like, if there's anything overrated, it's white cis gay men. I think yeah. you should turn straight, if anything. We don't need you. Go over yeah. to that side. You're okay. We're good without you. <laughs> um, Question. Oh, shit. I had a really good question, which I've lost track of. Oh, um, before we dive into anything, I'm really intrigued to know with what you guys started with in Ballroom what you guys are currently doing and what you haven't done that you would like to do. Uh, you want to uh, walk body, right? Obviously. Me? Um, no, I can't. I, unless they ask for like skinny, thick, thick, delicious. But body, when you walk body, you have to have a body. You have to have a huge ass, huge tits. Like I have a nice push portion body. Like I'm, God bless me. But 
I have to. I I wait a bit longer. When I first started, when I first started, I just do body, but I realized that I am not a body. You know, sex siren, so, sex siren. There you go, sex siren. But now you know, I have a man, and you know. <laughs> he doesn't really like like me watching watch videos like Siren, so I kind of put that on the backseat. But and also I I'm training in Vogue Fam, so basically I started in Realness and I'm gonna continue and forever be in Realness because bitch I am real, you know. So but I want to train into Vogue Fam because um <clears throat> I'm not classically danced. I've never been classically danced. Um, but when I'm Vogue, I feel like there is something in me that just keeps me going when the chant is chanting and the beat is cutting it makes me like just vogue like no nothing else and um yeah i'm just walking daily vogue for for now i do want to get into feminine performance which is like the big intensity ones where all the big clash prizes are and everyone from like all over europe comes and competes all right wait so you've gone must go so my, my category at the moment is European runway. I'm venturing into performance too. I do <laughs> like to enhance performance because I am with the femme queen. And, you know, <laughs> and I love it because like, I think- My favorite thing is this. This is my favorite. It goes da 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 Yeah. So yeah, hands performance is something that I think I would love to venture into. Bog fan for me is a big little strain on my body, so no. So yeah, runway and dance performance for me. Explain yeah. to me quickly. Ask me in five years, darling. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, I am walking. I am sex a siren. Sex <laughs> <laughs> siren gets really sexy. I I think there should be a PG version, and I also think I would like balls to finish before eleven. They sometimes go to like four or five o'clock. 9pm, let's be honest, they're all leaving the house at 10, it takes an hour from the tube to get to wherever, where's traveling from the country? It all starts at like 10 and then it all goes to like 1 in the morning. It's day. too much, I want to be in my bed. <laughs> Girl, you need to understand, you back in the day, Cardiff, our balls are like, you know, midday. Because yeah. we have to deal with bike organizations. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'll just come to Wales for everything. I feel like I want to go to a Dutch one coming from Holland, but I feel like those are those apparently go to like fucking ape shit. So I, I don't know. I just want to be in bed by like one latest. Yeah, I have a routine. Oh my god, the American <laughs> balls, they go on to like 6 a.m. Yeah. You know, back in the day, the reason sex siren is a category, the reason they opened it up was because all femmes, sex workers and whatnot would come be able to clock up for work working. about five, six yeah. and fucking walk the category. I feel like they should start with sex siren because it starts with two PG and then they should end it with like a really boring category. No category is boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But firstly, it took too long for you to come back with that. So no, you should have said that instinctively. You came up too late with that. I don't accept that. All right, quickly describe to me, either two of you, the the three houses right now, or three organizations, House of Milan UK, Welsh Ballroom Community with Leighton. Leighton's the father or the what? <laughs> Found it. Okay, cool. And then Asian persuasion. There yes. Okay. Um, the iconic royal house of Mulan. The dynasty. We are the new found. <laughs> uh, we are awakening it right here in the UK. We are the new found five members. 
which includes me, myself, and Merz, and also Leighton, Tayo, and Kingsley. And yeah, we have just started out. Um, we are going to hopefully going to the Matrix Ball at the end of um, this. No, not so. Yeah. yeah no, it's okay. okay. This is not coming out to like three, four weeks. So you're okay. Oh, work. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll be there then. Okay, we'll be there at the Matrix Ball in October uh, with the rest of Womanland fan. Yes. The whole world is coming together, which is quite fabulous. Yeah. Um, Welsh Ballroom Community. Welsh Ballroom Community is a diverse trans POC non-binary finery community members we're in a heading to a direction where we're hopefully gonna be able to start working with like youth and um try and help the new generation of incoming spread ballroom the respectful way by adapting with a lot of the Bosch government training programs and all that kind of stuff um we're hoping to just kind of like be that community is key representation with Welsh Ballroom community because we have so many members now. Welsh, I love you have like around about like 20 plus um, community members that are gearing up and leveling up to walk the balls that have been coming. Uh, so yeah, that's Welsh Ballroom community. We're doing quite a lot of fab events that are coming up in a few weeks. So um, yeah, Welsh Ballroom community is kind of like at thrive and peak here in Wales providing the queer community the right representation matters so that's really bad so like we have to give respect to later but putting all these pocs binaries in rooms that we never thought we would be and then leading on to asia say it together say it together like a like a girl band yeah so we are asian it's like asian. bird man do you remember back in the day birdman was that man <laughs> <laughs> the phone <laughs> And um, we like to say that we are trans non-binary collective. We are here for all Asian queer beings who have been um, discarded from their own culture and family, and we have to welcome them with arms and bring them onto stages and release their trauma onto white audiences that want to hear all of them. Who are invested <laughs> in the art industry because we are trying to pioneer a way where. Honestly, we're kind of tired of white people giving us slots on their cabaret and these stages that, oh, we need to provide that representation. No, baby. Me and Alia provided a whole show. Yeah. We have this night called Kahani Night where we provide all these um, queer Bangladeshi, Indian, Pakistani, even Afghani, Moroccan, a really worldwide um, representation to provide their either it's acting or uh, drag acts or to shyry to singing to so it really depends on like who wants to have that kind of uh, platform so we're kind of like thankful enough that we have these um, connections with like Welsh Millennium Centre, Sherman Theatre and whatnot through Welsh Warren community we're able to provide these cabaret shows and events where QPOCs and TIPOCs are able to hopefully have meetups and safe spaces and hopefully we can you know when the government helps we can start helping <laughs> Homeless issues and whatnot. Yeah. So it's something that we're looking to branch out into. But right now, it's in the art industry to provide a stage and a voice to our queer Asians. How do you balance all three? And I'm always intrigued to know this from like an artist perspective, like the viability of all three things. Well, we're bar baristas during the day, so yeah. we work at the Queer yeah. Emporium. <laughs> so we do have a, like a little straw um, income stream through doing shifts. Um, Jan White, who is the founder of the Grand Volume, has been kind enough to kind of like support us in that way. 
they provide us like like these cabaret spaces that we got were through Jan because we did shows with Player Emporium events where they give us a little budget and that budget was good enough to pay ourselves and pay the acts that we would have. So realistically, it's something that the community really comes together here in Wales. Like I must admit, we have trans, um, trans Camry. Now we have our first trans pride happening next week. So like those kind of things, the community. Another really pride. Like, don't get me wrong. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Pride of Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I feel something about pride. I'm sure. I feel that all the funding that goes into one one march uh, a day in a year, like honestly, darling, my chances yeah, is no. still hungry. Like no shade, like feed them. Yeah. Like I would like to say that. So I think with a trans pride happening in Wales, it's really good because one thing about us here, like everyone thinks that it's really like calm and collected and it's really sweet. It actually is, but that's only because of the community events and the representation that is happening. We, there is a big fight that is going on, but it's not the fact that like we're winning, it's just we're, we're, we're kind of staying safe. So that's why we're able to like maintain all kind of three things because we have people that have good intentions, no shame. Like no one's out there for like that money. Like Leighton, for example, every time he gets a gig, the first thing he does, he gets POCs on it. For me and her, it's great for us because then we're booked and blessed. You know what I mean? And like we don't walk, don't go to every single function that happens, even though we want to, we really, really want to. I mean, I try my best. Can't, we can't, we can't. Like we have to eat as well. We have to like you know survive. Ranch, like you know, she has to live in grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's hard to manage, but. Like, Alhamdulillah, one thing I always say to her is what position we were in last year compared to where we are now. Yeah. Like, Alhamdulillah, we're really good. So in that perspective, if we do have like a, a time where we're like, oh, shit, sure. <laughs> what's going on? We're like, do you know what? It's fine because we'll get through it. How did you all find yourself in the community? It's crazy because we actually met at the same time. So I I was friends with someone who was, who was friends with uh, Nathan at the time and I was walking around Cardiff and they sought me and at the time they did not have a fan home in the forum community in in Wales and um, I was I think watched forum community reached out to me I reached out to them which ends up talking and then we met up and then I think it was actually about a week later they were saying that there's someone coming who's Pakistani and I was like come let's meet them and the day we met I could literally recognize him from like across the park and I literally ran up to him and like hugged him and it was yeah. like this whole moment. And I'm so lucky that we've met in the beginning of the Welsh Ballroom communities come about and we she went through everything together for the two years. You know, all the gigs, all the photo shoots, everything, you know. Yeah. So I'm very lucky to have my brother with the ride with me. Yeah. And my biggest thing is I found myself obviously through the community I had, but like she is a big person who unlocked a liberation in me so i like to say finding ballroom was able to find my my sibling who locked the luckness that i lacked and now i'm here and i said okay let's go for those of you who aren't watching there is a lot of titty shaking happening (laughs) (laughs) i mean i wish i wish y'all had a mic because we could do like an asmr sort of like well everyone that brings us to the end of part one of my chat with Muzan Alia make sure to check out part two which will be dropping next week and if you haven't already make sure to subscribe so you never miss out and don't forget to rate and comment on whichever platform you're listening this episode on you can also become a patron and a supporter of the show by subscribing for as small as five pounds or as a love 
donating $5.50 on Patreon. I will put the information of the artist on the episode and any of the links in the description of this episode, so make sure to check that out. But as of now, I will leave you as I always do. Breathe in and breathe out. Now I must go, which means now I must go. That is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Until next time, stay curious.